Cruise Radio is brought to you in part by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Very happy to have you here, my friend. Coming up on this episode, we're going to review from Sonia over in Houston of a four-night sailing aboard Carnival Freedom. Uh, Carnival Freedom arriving in Texas back in, uh, I think it was February, so looking forward to getting her review here in just a few minutes. But first, Stuart Chiron, the cruise guy. What's up, Stuart? Hey, Doug. How's it going? Be seeing you in a couple of days because Anthem of the Seas is officially... In the U.S. Isn't that great news? Yes, it is. Yeah, just uh, one of the most uh, amazing ships sailing, the, uh, the Seven Seas, and uh, we finally have one back uh, in the U.S. So uh, it's going to be great to get a chance to sail on her for the second time. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a chance to see her in uh, April. I know she's had a great uh, summer and fall season sailing out of Southampton. The Brits really enjoyed her. And uh, it's great that uh, the U.S. is going to have her again. And, of course, we'll be taping on Anthem of the Seas coming up this weekend. Um, I have to say, because there's so many things to do on this ship between the skydiving, the flow rider, the bumper cars, the uh, just everything is on this ship. What was your favorite thing last year on Quantum of the Seas? Well, I mean, the, the shows are great. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, I, I, mean I, I saw, you know, We Will Rock You from Queen. Actually, I saw like 90% of it, and it's fantastic. Okay. Just you know, the flow of the ship, the, the pools, the... The North Star. You mentioned uh, the skydiving, the, the you know the surfing and the boogie boarding pools. I think the Seaplex is probably one of the greatest areas on any cruise ship. You know, I'm a huge Queen fan. Am I going to like We Will Rock you're You? You're going to love it. Awesome. You're, you're going to like it. just just everything about the ship is great. It's it, you know technologically, it's it's nice to have like super fast internet access. Uh, but it's 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 a lot of fun. I, I wish. I mean, it really uh, really. Wished they had one down in, in South Florida doing the Seven Night Caribbean run, but uh, you know, hopefully that may change with uh, you know some new things that uh, have occurred. Yeah, totally. Um, before we get to the next big news, I want to ask you: uh, Is Anthem of the Seas going to be based year round uh, in New Jersey in Bayonne? Right now, it will be based okay. in New York for the uh, indefinite future, but uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. Uh, you know, they'll they'll bring it down to Florida, which. I understand their their thought process. They don't want to crowd the market uh, down, you know, down in Miami and Fort Lauderdale because of the two Oasis class ships. I mean, they're going to bring in Harmony of the Seas next year, uh, and that'll be there with Allure because Oasis, as you know, is seasonally going to be going north to Canaveral. Also, some more big news out of the Royal Caribbean camp that was announced on Wednesday. Well, the the big news was, as I was saying, that it it would be great to have. You know, one of the ships down in South Florida, and the good news is, well, we know that the next ship, which is Ovation of the Seas, which is probably about 80% done right now, um, is going to China. Mm-hmm. So that will be the first uh, purpose-built ship for the Chinese market. Uh, they'll get there in the spring of 2016. Um, so that is the third um, quantum-class ship. We don't know what the fourth one's going to do. That The ship is so wildly popular that they went ahead and ordered a fifth Quantum-class ship, <laughs> wow. which is uh, scheduled uh, for 2020. It's an exciting time, because 2016, Doug, will be the busiest year for ship deliveries in probably 15. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's like seven, I think, new ships next year. Um, before we get to our next talking point, uh, this isn't on the notes here, but Royal Caribbean is getting a ship back from Paul Mentier and pulling it back into the fleet. Did I read that correctly? You did. Um, actually, Doug, which is neat, is um, they're bringing back the Empress of the Seas, which originally debuted as the Nordic Empress mm-hmm. back in 1990. And for me, it, it, it holds a special place because... Uh, 222 cruises ago, that was my first. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's nice that uh, they're going to bring her back. You know, we know Majesty the Seas is leaving. And, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the Spanish market, uh, especially down in the, you know, from Latin America, isn't doing as well. So they thought that this would be a great opportunity to bring that ship in. And again, the, the beauty of owning so many different cruise lines and so many ships is that you can move them around. Mm-hmm. And so that ship was redeployed to one of their sister companies, and now they feel it's a good time to bring it back because they'll be able to get, you know, higher revenues out of it. And um, you know that's 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 a big part of what is going on today in the cruise industry. So we know Star Wars Seven: The Force Awakens is coming out in theaters next month, and to align with that, Disney. Cruise Line just overhauled Disney Dream for some pretty cool additions. Uh, what did we see? Well, Doug, you know, keep in mind, you know, Disney bought the Star Wars franchise, and when Star Wars comes out, uh, mark my words, it'll be the biggest movie debut in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be humongous. And Disney Cruise Line, um, you know, went ahead and had the foresight to revamp their ships, uh, bring the Star Wars characters on board. So not only are you going to have Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, you're going to have Darth Vader and the Stormtroopers on board. And they they made a Millennium Falcon, you know, hyperspace jump simulator and a way for passengers to be able to really interact more with the characters. And it's really going to develop a whole new generation. So, you know, the, the, the Star Wars experiences uh, are on board. They've got new kids areas on board. Um, you know, they've got, you know, sweets, and, you know, uh, vanilla pea sweets and treats. And Satellite Falls, so they wrote, what they did is they, they really upgraded the adults-only areas uh, on board the ship. And it, it's, it's going to make some nice additions. So for people sailing on Disney Dream, you know, Fantasy will follow. And you know, Disney Wonder is going to be in Galveston. And, you know, they've got all kinds of different activities as well with uh, recent upgrades. But, uh, you know, people going on Disney Dream, I mean, they're going to get the full Star Wars uh, experience and it's going to be a lot of fun. Very nice. Uh, briefly, we'll touch on this next one. Um, NCL uh, tightening up their smoking policy inside their casino. Now, usually people go to a casino to smoke, but now NCL is saying you can smoke in the casino, but you got to go into this little area. Am I reading this right? No, you you are. And okay. what, what's happened is the the casinos on Norwegian Breakaway and Getaway have received a lot of complaints about the smell of smoke. Mm -hmm. So what they're going to be doing, I mean, obviously, Norwegian Escape is already done, and what they're going to do is they are going to build a capsule (laughs) (laughs) uh, in parts of the the casino that if you want to smoke and play, then you have to go into that area. Uh Uh, We will stand outside. We will make faces at you. (laughs) Um, but uh, what they really want to do is they're, they're trying to control the smoke and, and keep it out of the area because a lot of passengers have been complaining uh, because of you know maybe the ventilation system isn't as working as well as it could be. 
and uh, they're trying to uh, make it as nice an experience for their passengers as possible. It, it reminds me of um, the Atlanta airport where you... A lot of airports do that, yeah, actually. It's like you're, you're in a glass bubble, but everybody can say, oh, look, it's the smokers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they have that. I mean, the Admiral's Club. Mm-hmm. In many airports, uh, I mean, I mean, you know, it's it's a great way to poke at the you know the smokers, but uh, it's it's a, it's it's nice that they're taking their they're listening to what their customers want, and the customers you know don't you know want a, a, a smoke free environment, and those that want to smoke, they'll they'll create a smoking environment for you, but uh, you just have to go into this very special glass enclosed area. All right. Well, uh, last but not least, we have Carnival Miracle. And Carnival Splendor, both going to China. Um, what is this going to mean for the Carnival fleet? I know we're gaining Vista, but is that going to take uh, still leave us short one ship? Well, well, what it's, that'll be 2018. So mm-hmm. we knew that Carnival Miracle was going to go in the spring of 17, and Carnival decided to take their larger Carnival Splendor uh, beginning in the spring of 2018. And what's interesting, Doug, with all of these you know ships moving into the China market. This is really kind of opening up a lot of opportunity for more shipbuilds to take retake their place, you know, in the U.S. market specifically. Um, what, what's what's interesting is, you know, we know that Mobile got one of the fantasy class ships. Carnival was trying to figure out where can we stick our older ships and continue to make them relevant and generate a you know a good amount of revenue from. So Mobile being a secondary, you know, market. Uh, they figure, well, we can stick one of the older ships. They're going to bring fantasy there for a trial period of a year. But let's think three steps ahead, Doug. Uh, there's a lot of the, you know, we, a lot of nice new ships are going to China, mm-hmm. but not everybody, you know, wants to pay such a, you know, such a higher premium. You know, Carnival, um, you know, with, with uh, along with Princess, and is is going to be out there. And NCL's taking their newest ship, and Royal's got. You know, quantum and then ovation of the seas. Don't be surprised if one of the uh, Oasis class ships in 2018 go out there. You know, who knows? But uh, not everybody wants to pay these premiums. So gotcha. what Carnival could do is they could take their entire fantasy class of ships and move it out there, which is what that new venture that Carnival Corporation got involved with, uh, with you know, two you know Chinese um, entities. That they can take the entire class of ship, move it out to China, and it will appeal to more passengers who don't want to pay the premiums that these, these newer, these newer, larger ships are yielding, but still make more money than they would had the ship been sailing here. Mm, okay. While at the same time, Doug, ordering new ships to replace all the ships that are being sent over there. Well, like you said, it's going to be a very busy and interesting next few years. Talking to Stuart Chiron, the Cruise Guy. Find him online at cruiseguy.com or on Twitter at cruiseguy. Thank you, buddy. See you uh, in a couple of days. My pleasure. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. 
Every day, thousands of cruisers set sail to the Caribbean and are increasingly choosing their shore excursions through CruisingExcursions.com. Why Cruising Excursions? With prices up to 60% lower than cruise lines, around-the-clock customer service, and guarantees that give you a peace of mind, why not? So whether you're looking to zipline in Jamaica, snorkel in Nassau, or see Mayan ruins in Mexico, market-leading specialist CruisingExcursions.com has you covered. Book your family's next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. We always like to get your cruise reviews. If you have one you'd like to share, shoot me an email, Doug at CruiseRadio.net. Sonia just returned from a four-night sailing aboard Carnival Freedom, a ship that's fairly new to the Galveston market, and she's on the line right now. Hey, Sonia. Hey. So, uh, you How's just, it going? Good, good. So you're over in Houston, right? Correct. Can you tell me about the guy who murdered his roommate for eating the last piece of chicken over the weekend? Is that is this really did this really happen? Okay, we missed some of the news while we were away. I, I, I'm reading a story right here. It says a Texas uh-huh. a Texas man fatally stabbed his roommate because he finished the last of their dinner. He ate the last piece of chicken. I guess so. Uh, what the hell y'all are doing over there? But all right, making the news. <laughs> all right, Texas is serious, okay? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, I never mess with a, a Texan's chicken. I guess chicken, right? There you go. <laughs> so uh, you uh, you did a four night sailing on Carnival Freedom. Now, before we get to the actual ship itself, let's take a step back. What made you want to sail Carnival mm-hmm. Freedom? Well, first time on this, that particular ship, uh-huh. and it was a Halloween cruise. Okay, so. Any excuse to put a costume on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that in a few minutes. I saw your pictures on Facebook. They were uh, fabulous. Um, but, so before we get to the uh, actual ship itself, you live in mm-hmm. Houston, and you had to get down to Galveston, and we know you drive there. Uh, do you still use that parking lot? You uh, that what was it? A, a special rate parking lot, or do you park at the pier? Yes. No, we still park at Easy Park. The only difference now is because of the. Changes that the you know Port of Galveston has made. You may have to walk to the port, or you uh, may have someone drop you off and all your luggage and drive back. There was some changes of fees that the Port of Galveston had and has enforced. Is it a uh, is it a pretty close walk? It's a few blocks. It gotcha. is a few blocks. So you know, if if you're not used to walking, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> and if you're <laughs> toting around a bunch of costumes, you may want to take a cab too. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no. Embarkation always seems to be fairly pleasant for you. Uh, how was embarkation this go-around? It was fairly pleasant. There was a slight delay. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a huge wedding party, so that took up a lot of time. But once they gave us the go-ahead with the facets of the fun, we were on there in no time. Okay, very nice. What would you say from curb to ship, how many minutes? I'm going to say from curb to ship, actually, it was about 45 minutes. Okay. Not bad. You're going on a cruise, right? No need to get all freaked out about getting on a ship. Everybody's going to no. get on there. Right. The ship's right. You can see it. It's not yeah. going anywhere. Ain't going anywhere. It's not going to leave you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, since this was your first time on Carnival Freedom, uh, what were your impressions when you first walked onto the ship? I have to say I, I did like the decor mm-hmm. um, when we walked into the atrium. You know, after being on the Triumph, it, it, it was much nicer. Mm-hmm. We were able to get to our cabins pretty quickly, so that's pretty much where we hit the cabin and then threw everything in there and, of course, picked Guy Burgers. Oh, got to so, do that. Um, <laughs> that, was, that part was great. This wasn't your first Guy's Burger, was it? Oh, heavens no. Oh, that's right. You had on the Triumph, uh, right? 
Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Gotcha. I couldn't remember. Very nice. So uh, your stateroom, what kind of stateroom did you have and what did you think of it? We had an adjoining balcony cabin. My mom and my nephew went with us as well. Mm-hmm. Very spacious. Thank you for clearing out the refrigerator so we could put our sodas in. <laughs> they were able to open up the balcony area, so we had one long balcony that the whole family could enjoy oh, cool. each other. Very nice. And as far as the space and all that, did you think everything was well appointed? Yes. Uh, actually, it, it was quite spacious, so it, it worked for us. Nice. Uh, let's talk about the food. Uh, this is a FunShip 2.0 uh, ship here. It got uh, FunShip 2.0 last summer, so you got all the bells and whistles on there. So besides mm-hmm. um, Guy's Burger Joint and Blue Iguana Cantina, uh, what did you think of the Lido Deck Marketplace? It was fine. We mostly used that for breakfast. Okay. The only thing is, I guess, the uh, Statue of Liberty head as light fixtures were kind of discerning. Uh, <laughs> But other than that, <laughs> other than that, you know, it, it was nice. We didn't have any problems with it. What's your favorite guy's burger? I have to ask you that. I usually get the plain Jane and mm-hmm. then add the bake, add what I want on it. Uh, have you ever had the pig patty yet? I have not had the pig patty <laughs> yet, but I have heard it is great. It's also like fifteen hundred calories too, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's worth. <laughs> He's counting. Exactly, exactly. You eat two of those, you gain a pound. Um, nice. Let's talk about uh, the main dining room. How was that experience for you? Um, I guess it's the new American menu. Mm-hmm. We were really not pleased at all. I got the duck, okay. and I've never had duck that was dry, and this was extremely dry. My sister and my daughter ended up getting the blue crab raviolis. What did you think of it? And they're still looking for the crab. <laughs> so we were, there were some of the dishes were fine. You know, I enjoyed creme brulee and the strawberry bisque, and they had a scallops and rice that was absolutely wonderful. But when it came down to the main course, there wasn't very many satisfied people at our table. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of torn. I, I do like the, the new – well, first off, it kind of sucks. They took the lobster away on the shorter cruises. Right. But um, – I it's it's hit or miss. I I like the blue crab ravioli and the um I think it was Chilean sea bass on the menu, mm-hmm. but um, I think it's going to take me a little while to get over the lobster. To be honest with you, I'm still kind of pissed about that. Well, the the the, the St. Louis ribs actually are still wonderful. Okay, so that part had not changed. In fact, Elegant Night was the only night that we ate in the main dining hall. Oh, that's all. Okay. That's it. The Sun King Steakhouse mm. was absolutely fantastic. Love it. What did you have there? We had the uh, I had the cowboy steak and oh. the, was that beef tomatoes, beef mm-hmm. steak tomatoes and crab cakes and it was just it was absolutely wonderful. Gosh, the steakhouse on uh, that's one thing that's consistent between ship to ship is their steakhouse. It's just mm-hmm. always amazing. I never uh, had a complaint about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I've never had a, a bad meal in the steakhouse, but by my weight, it's pretty obvious that I like to eat anyways and probably have never had a bad meal, come to think of it. Uh, let's move on here. Did you get to check out the taste bar or anything like that? We uh, did stop by the taste bar once. It was an interesting potato soup and sweet potato and pork ball. It was interesting. My daughter loved it, mm-hmm. but it was interesting. This cruise was, was sold out. Okay. And there was a Zydeco festival on it so it was really crowded the staff was a little bit overwhelmed what kind of festival was this 
Zydeco. It is a music. It's a cross between, I, I guess, uh, blues and country music. Okay. It has a huge following here in Texas. Well, it originated in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And it has a huge following here in Texas. And um, they had uh, Zydeco King that was playing on, on the ship. So it was crowded and a little overwhelming for the staff. Interesting, interesting. Um, did you get to check out any shows at all? No. No? Okay. <laughs> no. The the main thing that we did get watch the movie on the big screen at night. Mm-hmm. We uh, I was with a group, and so we actually did our own thing. We had personal cocktail parties, and we had a costume party, and um, we did do some of the karaoke as well. Okay. And so that's pretty much what we did on this cruise. Very nice. Uh, before we talk about the Sea Day, talk to us about Halloween. I, I saw your costume. Were you a dominatrix? What were you? <laughs> I know I was not a dominatrix. Actually, I was a Jedi Knight. Thank you. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> how how was how was Halloween on the high seas? I've never actually sailed. Um, well, actually, I have sailed on a Halloween sailing, but it was on Holland America, so it was um, it wasn't as lively as a carnival sailing would be. How was your Halloween? I would suggest if you are a carnival fan, please sail on Halloween. Okay, they decorate the ship. Spiderwebs everywhere. There's parties everywhere. Folks are let go of their inhibitions and put on <laughs> some of the craziest costumes. They actually have a parade of costumes late at night. It was fun. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, they had door decorating contests. They had costume contests. Different groups had their own costume contests. They had, you know, if you want to take the professional photos, they had special backdrops for the uh, Halloween costumes. It really was a great experience. I'm nice. glad we did it. Very cool. One thing that defines a cruise ship is how it behaves while it's at sea, not as far as going up and down and left to right, but as far as passenger flow. So how, how were the sea days? Uh, it sounded like you were on a sold-out sailing, as you said. So how were the sea days both inside and out for you as far as passenger flow and all of that? were flowing. It's just that the pools and the hot tubs were just packed. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was really no getting in a pool and there was really no getting into a hot tub. We were able to sneak off to the Serenity Deck a time or two, but there was so many people everywhere. It was kind of rough. I gotcha. Where, um, Where is Serenity on Carnival Freedom? It is actually on Deck 12 and 13. Deck 12 is, it's covered Mm-hmm. And then on the deck above it is where the hot tub is. Is that um, forward or aft? That is actually, it's aft. Aft, okay. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. I never knew. Um... It, 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 it was it was a little different because usually, well, I guess on the Magic, it, it's one deck. Very nice. Well, what what ports did you hit on this sailing? This was, it was Cozumel. That was the single, the only port that we went to. Had a blast there. We went to Mr. Sancho's, the private beach, and had a blast there. And, uh, of course, came back and did a little shopping and came back in. Um, they had a couple of issues. Uh, they had a party where a guy got so drunk he decided to jump off the port. Oh, boy. Yeah, so they had to drag <laughs> him in. I guess they sent him to the brig. And, of course, you've got those latecomers who are running to the ship. Uh. <laughs> we were already 45 minutes late by the time they started running to the ship. So that's always fun to watch. I have a feeling Mr. Sancho knows you by name. Yeah, they do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, 
They, they see you coming and they uh, order extra. We follow each other on Facebook. Okay. So yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Very nice. Well, in closing here, do you have any been there, done that tips for people who may be considering sailing Carnival Freedom? Patience. Lots of patience, especially if it's, a, if it's a sold out cruise, you know, and don't try to do everything because there is so much going on at the same time. And please go to karaoke. Okay. Is, is the karaoke on that ship, uh, is it Superstar Karaoke where you're doing it with a live band? No, it's not. It's, it's your standard karaoke on there. Okay. I keep forgetting. What is your song again? Was it that Gloria Gaynor one? <laughs> <laughs> is it? <laughs> no, I, I don't sing. Okay. I do. I go and watch and encourage other people to sing. Mm-hmm. You watch and judge. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> nice. Well, we've been talking with Sonia. She's returned from a four-night sailing aboard Carnival Freedom out of Galveston. Sonia, always a pleasure talking to you, my dear. Have a good evening. Thanks for having me. Good night. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.